Welcome to Grow Up. Insights on how businesses can use technology to grow better. Please welcome your hosts, Jason Parkinson and Mark Hammer. Testing. All right. Hello. 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 It's the Grow Up Podcast. Mark's like, oh, we're on? <laughs> yeah, I never know when we're going live, so I just am sitting here saying things in the microphone. So. Yeah, if you don't know what this looks like, we're we're in a uh, a radio studio that we uh, that we get to use here. Yeah, and um, yeah. yeah, Mark's on one side of the board. I'm on the other side of the board, and I think Mark sometimes doesn't know uh, when we're starting or when we're stopping. Oh, Jason thinks it's fun to just go live, <laughs> and I just am here babbling. It's it's cool. It's cool. <clears throat> this is true. Anyway, welcome to the Grow Up Podcast today. Uh, I'm Jason Parkinson. Mark, and I'm Mark Hammer. Mark Hammer's here with me today. And, uh, you know, we're going to be talking a little bit about contesting. Running contests for your customers is really an easy way to capture leads, drive engagement, and get people talking. But why aren't more companies doing it? We're going to dig into that today in just a couple of minutes. But first, pardon the disruption. Christy is here with another look at a technology innovation that is disrupting an industry. Christy? Thanks, Jason. Sometimes the best disruptive technology flies under the radar. In the 1970s, the first barcode scanner showed up at a grocery store, changing the way merchants organized and tracked their products forever. Now the barcode is taken for granted. It has transformed the way that inventory is managed and products are sold. But like all technology, it blends into the background today. Early adapters of the barcode scanner were able to boost efficiency and customer experience, leaving competitors to play catch up. Parting the disruption. Jason? Yeah, I honestly don't think about scanning barcodes until I'm standing in the self-checkout line at Walmart and I have to physically go through the process. But I can't imagine what it would be like without them. No. Right? The only time it comes up for me is when somebody can't scan a barcode. And that's <laughs> yeah. that's a whole thing. I know. All right. So we're talking about contesting today. And this is a topic that's a lot of fun. Mark and I have a kind of a contesting background. We do. Um, yeah. We've been involved in the traditional media space for a number of years before we really started shifting and, and focusing purely on digital. But there's a lot of applications that I think span both when you start thinking about contesting. And I'm not talking about Caller nine wins on the radio, <laughs> um, but that is a form of contesting. It is, you but um, it. when you start looking at contesting and how you can tie that into things like social media, um, how you can tie that into in store contesting, how you can do sure. contesting just amongst your own customer base, or directly through your website, or through your website. Yeah, there's just a ton of opportunity there, and I think that one of the reasons that people don't do more contesting in terms of companies is they may not fully understand how to take advantage of it. There may be some sure. roadblocks in place, and they may not fully understand, you know, the best way that this can can really drive leads and business for their, you know, for their own company. Yeah, agreed. I think. Too Two of the initial roadblocks that you run into are one contest functioning. Like, how how do I run this thing? Like, how do I set it up? Legality, yeah, the legality of it. Who's responsible for what component? Right, right. Where do I? You know, I need someone to build the graphics. I need to get the word out. All these things, and then fulfillment. That's the other scary part. Yeah, how do I draw a winner? How do we? Right. Is it a? Is it a? uh, Just a random drawing? Is it a? You know, something that takes skill that has to be judged? Right. Is someone going to come audit my? choice and go, right. how did you arrive at this decision? Yeah. And so contest rules, all, contest like all of those things. There, there's a ton, a ton of, you know, what appears to be red tape that kind of scares yeah, people Roblox. off in that yeah. process. And and even if it's an expensive or complicated prize, how do I contact the winner? Yeah. How right. do I deliver the prize to the winner? Yeah. How do I know that they're even eligible to win a prize yeah. in the in the region of the world that I'm doing the contest? Sure. Yeah. So there, there are a lot of questions and, and it can be scary. However, the, you know, the benefits outweigh the roadblocks. 
Sure. Let's talk about prize cost when I think a lot of people think, okay, I'm going to give away something that's from my business because it doesn't cost me anything. And, uh, you know, I I think it's got a great value. It feels like it's worth something like I'm going to I'm going to give this away. And then oftentimes, you know, you may do that and realize, oh, this didn't really generate the results I'm I'm looking for. Right. Like, is that something that you know, occurs frequently. I think it is. I think a lot of, a lot of businesses go into it thinking, oh, well, I, you know, there's really two potential roadblocks there. One, either I have a prize in mind, I'm going to buy, you know, a diamond ring and give it away. And you Mm -hmm. think, wow, that hard cost is, is too much. Yeah. I'm going to spend, you know, five grand on a diamond ring. What's my return on what's my return. (laughs) And so, and so that's where you need to really get into the weeds of like, okay, if we drive X amount of leads or you capture this number of leads, how many of those are likely to become customers? What's your what's the value of that lead or value of that potential customer down the line worth to you? Yeah. And yeah, too, is the idea that, OK, like I can I'm going to give away something, but it's going to be a free T-shirt, a free T-shirt or a pamphlet for my business. <laughs> and then you go, no, you know, entries like what's happened here? Yeah. Six people signed up for this. And <laughs> one was my grandma. And I think. Two things that are also uh, closely tied together are the idea that a contest may not be on brand. Hmm. So if you have a company that's either you know a luxury brand or you think that, oh, you know, we, we don't have something that lends itself to a prize. Yeah. Hey, we sell dentures. Yeah. Like, I can't give away dentures. Finan- or that's, a financial planner. Sure. A financial planner. Like, what am I going to give away? Yeah. And so sometimes you, you run into that and you're kind of hamstrung by the idea that I'm not a prize business. I'm not a contest business. Yeah. When in reality, there are a lot of prizes you can give away that aren't necessarily directly tied to your brand, but kind of become that because if you're a brand that gives away, I don't know, Chicago Cubs baseball tickets. Oh, yeah. That's a hot item. Yeah. Well, and, uh, depending on the region of the country you're in. But sure. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sorry, St. Louis. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyone that, you know, whatever your baseball team or whatever your yeah. favorite musician is, if you give away something of high value that's mm-hmm. going to be interesting, you know, intrinsically to most people, that's going to be that's going to be good. That's going to make your your brand in that case is a business that gives away cool things. Yeah. What a great brand. Yeah. And one of the things I think to think about, too, not just giving away cool things, but really starting with the strategy of what's the goal of this contest and who are you trying to reach with it? Is your goal ultimately to sell more widgets? Yes. That I mean, that's the ultimate goal. But if you break it down a little bit and say, you know, I really want to reach more potential people that could buy my widgets so that they can be introduced to my company. Yeah. Then you start looking at, okay, what type of a prize would resonate with that, that, you know, buyer persona or that target customer of yours. Sure. Um, if you have a, if you're a, 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 in a business where I'll use financial planning as a good example, if you're in a business where your customer is really a wide breadth of the population, um, you know, doing something like a Cubs cards ticket can be really a really great prize because you're going to capture leads that you can potentially market to in the future. If you're in a B2C business, same thing. Like if you're selling a product that you're trying to, you know, that anybody can use, maybe it's skincare products or whatever, you know, coming up with a, a specific, um, prize that reaches a wide variety of people is a good way to, you know, get their lead information collected and then be able to, to give that away. If you're in a business where you sell something very specific and you have a very niche audience, you may, you know, giving away Cubs cards tickets may not generate 
the high quality leads that you're that you're looking. It for. may not make sense. Yeah, and then you'd have to narrow your focus and yeah, yeah. give something away that is really directly intended to get the kind of qualified lead that you want. Yeah, a new car. I mean, that's cheap, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is when you know if it brings in a hundred thousand leads well, or whatever. whatever that's, yeah, you know. that's a good point. It's yeah. all relative, right? It's all relative. It's so all just something relative. to think about. Um, and you know, like Mark said, the price doesn't have to directly relate to your business. Don't get caught up in if you if you sell dentures that you've got to give away a free pair of dentures. Yeah. You know, that's not a great what a bad contest prize. Um, but if you sell dentures and you give away Cubs cards tickets because you know that a big you know variety of the population needs to you know needs to be able to have dentures someday, and you're going to capture their information and nurture to them. Like there, there's a great you know a great way to do that and, and tie that tie and that's, that prize. That's in. a great goodwill too because if I'm someone who does end up needing dentures, like I'm likely going to go to the person that gave away baseball tickets. That's really cool. Right. Like that puts your puts your business name in my mind and, you know, helps it stick there. Yeah. And I think it can the the price can relate to your business, especially if you're in a luxury business, if you're in a jewelry business or a hot tub business or anything like that. You could give away your own product and it would generate a lot of interest. Oh, absolutely. Who wouldn't want to win a free hot tub or a diamond ring or, you know, oh, those are high value. And again, that that reaches a large part of the population. Right. And capturing leads in the process and leads that are potentially interested in your in your product or service. You'd be crazy not to want a hot tub and all the people that don't win the hot tub are probably then going to have a really hard time getting the thought of owning a hot tub out of their head. (laughs) I know I would. Yeah, that's a good point. So, Jason, you know, for a business that wants to give this a try and is listening right now and saying, wow, you know what? This sounds great. What can I give away? How do I get started? Like, what's a logical starting point? What can they do first? Yeah, I guess I would suggest kind of start small and test the waters if you haven't ever done that before. Um, you can give away things through social media. You need to be aware of the terms of service of the social media platform that you're using. Right. Facebook a few years ago had some pretty strict terms of service around not giving away prizes on your Facebook page. You used to have to direct people off of their platform to do the registration. Um, now they've gotten a little bit more lenient with it, but they have also put rules in place like a lot of a lot of times I'll see companies say, you know, like and share this post, like, share and comment on this post for an entry. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, Facebook today. Now, they may change these tomorrow. Their rules change all the time. They do. But Facebook right now today says that you can't share a post as a form of entry into a contest. Hmm. If all of the interaction like liking and commenting happens on your brand's page, that's fine. You can use that as a form of entry. Interesting. But if you say you have to share this post um, and that's how you get entered and it's a requirement of entry into the contest where now that person is sharing that on their own personal timeline to their own personal friends, that violates Facebook's terms of service around contesting. And right now you can tell why they're doing that. They're trying to move back after a lot of you know, <laughs> right. a lot political of firestorms. Yeah, know. they're they're trying to make it a place where people connect again. And so anything like that is kind of seen as a pollution of that. Yeah. And so we have a great recommendation um, that I'll share with you in terms of doing contesting on social media. In fact, we have an entire webinar that's dedicated to um, really helping you convert likes from your social media page into leads for your business. And one of the things that we talk about in that presentation is run all of your contesting through your website, just market it through social media. Exactly. So you can avoid all kinds of you know possible terms of service violations 
with Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and all these different networks if you just um, handle all of the execution of the contest on your website. Sure. So the and way the, oh, go on. Oh, I was going to say without without getting too far into it, your social media audience is borrowed. And so the yeah. real benefit of doing that yeah. is you're taking yeah. that borrowed mm-hmm. audience and you are bringing it into something you own, your website, yeah. which then those leads become your leads. Yeah. They don't go anywhere. Exactly. And so the nuts and bolts of executing this is you basically create a page on your website with some type of an entry form, put some rules there that outline when you're going to do the drawing and what the value of the prize is and make sure you remind people there's no purchase necessary to enter. You can pretty much understand understand from looking at any other national contest that's gone on you can kind of look at contest rules and understand maybe some things that you should have in yours right. to kind of protect you um, and to not violate any lottery laws in your state but essentially you can build a page on your website put the image of the product you're going to give away a description about it an entry form and then do all of your marketing on social media you can do some paid ads and different things drive that traffic to your website to enter so you say you know click here to enter and it takes you to the registration page. And now you're capturing the person's information, not just, you know, their Facebook profile, but you're getting their name and their email address, potentially a phone number. Um, and so there's there's ways that you can do that. And it's pretty, you know, pretty easy, low risk, not a lot of money involved in spinning up a page on your own website with a with an entry form. In it. And it's also a really natural way to capture leads. So it's a lot less awkward than being like, hey, you like give me your information. Like yeah. if you need their information so you can potentially contact them because they've to won a great them. prize. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Of course. Here's my phone number. You know, here's my blood type, whatever you need. Yeah. Just give me the hot tub. That's a much more logical yeah. approach. And it and it really it it helps people let their guards down because, hey, there's a, there's a reason they're asking me for this. You may market them later and that's fine, yeah. but you want to make, you know, you want to give them a reason to voluntarily give you that info. I agree. And, you know, today where we sit in the United States, um, there aren't a lot of laws that regulate capturing of people's information and the, you know, the sending out marketing messaging to them. There are some, but nothing like what's been implemented into the UK. And so I bring this up because the GDP regulation in over in Europe now uh, basically says that if you're going to capture somebody's information, you need to make sure that you have a couple of check boxes that they get to tick um, that says, yes, I allow this company to contact me and yes, I allow them to process my data and to store it. Um, and so I expect some things like that coming for the United States it over, could be. over the next you know five years, especially with all of the outcry on Facebook and, you know, the Not Cambridge Analytica misuse. and all of the. Yeah. Exactly. So um, anyway, to say all of that today, it's a very easy, natural thing. You fill out the form. It's still a good idea if you give the ability for somebody to opt out of being contacted by your company in the future after the contest is done. But for the most part, if somebody's interested in the product that you're giving away, they're going to become interested in your company and they're going to appreciate, you know, some of the information on sales and opportunities and things that you may be uh, maybe providing to them. Yeah. That's an excellent point. So, Mark, what's the 10 second takeaway on on doing contesting for your business? Jason, the benefits of running contests for marketing outweigh the work or really any sense of uncertainty. Contesting can juice your lead capture efforts and build fantastic word of mouth for your business. And it doesn't have to be 100% related to your business on what you're giving away either. No, give away cool stuff. Yeah. It pays off. Don't overthink it. 
Thanks, Mark. I appreciate your time. And uh, thank you for listening to the Grow Up Podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about something that I really love talking about uh, next week, experiential marketing. I'm talking uh, all kinds of really cool experiences, uh, AR, VR, virtual tours, and so much more, and how you can do that in your own business. So be sure to uh, join us then. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Grow Up. For more information about the topics discussed in today's show, visit onefire.com slash grow up. This has been a One Fire production.